0: All right, all right, all right, fine. I'll be a gracious host. How you doing? Little Mermaid is the scariest the Disney movie fight. by far. why the hell is Aceblade <laughs> in your Kickstarter? Some comics. Are we gonna. I'm getting controversial today. We're gonna get controversial today with with.
1: My proudest moment is this interview and being able to talk to you, too.
0: All right, let's get into it. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, Taurus Comics, in collaboration with 4th Wall Productions, proudly brings to you the 4 Tales podcast. I am your host, Kyron Silva, from Taurus Comics, and across the way is Nobody. Because today I am hostless. Uh, it's just myself. Uh, Danny unfortunately had a little bit of emergency. He said he might try to stop by later on. And uh, if he can, that's great. If not, I'm going to hold it down for you, Danny. But uh, hopefully everything works out for you and everything goes all right. Um, but we are live on Facebook, Twitter, Twitch, YouTube, and a host of other programs. If you're listening or watching live, thank you for your support. Don't forget to like, subscribe, share, and review this podcast because all your positive reviews and interactions help us reach a bigger audience. Um, now, I do want to start off uh, by saying if you are watching live on our live stream and you're noticing my shirt, it's a Lucha Libre Mafia shirt. So, I do want to give a quick shout out to El Flaco Loco, the leader of the Lucha Libre Mafia and the king of the safe style wrestling. Uh, thank you for sending out my shirt. Uh, if some of you don't know, back in the day when Kyron was a little bit younger, I used to pro- to do some professional wrestling. Um, very short time period, like two years, I think. I got into one real match. I was for the championship, got my butt kicked, but it was a fun time. And i I've, I've had a lot of relationships that built from that. And one of those is with El Flaco Loco. Um, and I just want to say thank you again to El Flaco for sending out my shirt. Uh, this is a very nice feeling shirt. Very comfy. But if you want to get your own, um, you can go to com slash El Flaco Loco. I will put that in the show notes. Uh, but any shirt that you buy from him right now, a portion of those proceeds all will be donated to the National Brain Tumor Society. El uh, Flaco Loco is a brain tumor fighter and survivor. And he does everything he can to promote the brain tumor National Brain Tumor Society and everything they do for their efforts. So, Thank you again, El Falco Loco. Uh, great shirt. Appreciate it. Other thing I want to bring up is, I know Danny is not here, but I do want to promote him. So tomorrow is the grand opening of Danny's shop, I guess you could say, uh, Fourth Wall Studios. And I'm going to show you uh, a little something, man. What's up? Eh, see, there you go. It is a great cause to support Danny, uh, but... I'm going to show something, because since you're not here on the show, I do want to make sure that everybody is familiar with what's happening with you tomorrow. So let's show what's happening. Okay, for the five people in North Carolina who aren't going to Dreamville or the UNC Duke game, come by the studio, Fourth Wall Productions. We're having our grand opening and get some comics. All right, so you heard the man. If you are in North Carolina tomorrow, April 3rd, uh, and go to 1412 North Church Street in Burlington, North Carolina, zip code 27217. You don't want to go see the UNC Duke game. That's been played out. You don't want to go to Dreamville. You don't want to do that. You want to go down to the Boy shop, get you some books, support him. Uh, I think he's going to have drinks and food or whatnot. He's going to have a bunch of stuff. Uh, there for people to check out I think there's some art stuff for you to check out But go support my man um, He's he's busting his butt With all this stuff He He's doing what he can To be a successful entrepreneur So go support the guy The shop looks amazing And I can't wait to make my way from the west coast to the east coast To actually go see it I know it's going to be killer um, But yeah, I was going to do that with Danny Lai But you know he has some emergency stuff So Let's bring on our guest. Our guest is a writer of the Powerland series, uh, a novella. He's he's on Amazon right now, so if you want to check out his books, please do. But the man is an amazing writer and creator. His name is Othello Gooden Jr., so let's bring him on. Hey, what's going on? Hey, how you doing? I'm all right. Thank you, thank you. Thank you for being on the show. Again, apologize for uh, Danny not being here, but... You know, we're gonna we're gonna have some fun here. So for anybody that's not familiar with you and your books, go ahead and describe to us or to our audience what it is that you do.
1: Yes, I I consider myself more like a writer. Um, even though I've done music, um I've been writing longer than I've been writing music. So um probably's been writing since maybe the age of five or six. When it's when I was time when you're in school and you Taking interest in something, and I found writing as my best pastime. And uh I'm 37 now. Nice. Okay.
0: I know what. What is the style of writing that you do? Like, is it sci-fi? Is it fantasy? Yep. Is it?
1: Actually, when I first started, I was heavily into fantasy. Like, my biggest influences was J.R.R. Tolkien and um Doctor Who. Okay.
0: Okay.
1: Who's your favorite so, doctor? Um, Tom Baker.
0: Great choice! Great choice.
1: Right because he was the first cosplay I ever did in sixth grade. Oh wow,
0: you were early. And we
1: actually but... had the same. I had the same scarf and hat that he had, and the, uh, I had a similar uh overcoat. Okay. All right. All right. So,
0: tell us about the books that you have right now. Uh, I know you said you were telling me before the show that you have. Um, a couple of books that are now available on Amazon. um, mm-hmm. go ahead and describe to what they are so people can, I guess, know more about it.
1: Yeah. So, so the first one, um, that I started with Ray Laurie and it how ha- It happens in a related universe and I had created this like dystopian society, um, Basically, it was like an alternate reality where mankind was a lot more advanced and they weren't limited by um, government funding. The private institutions led the way to the future. Um, like the NASA had a institution, and now this is a real institution, by the way. Um, It's called NASA Institute for Advanced Concepts. And they shut down in 2009 because of... It, it was... The kind of stuff that they did, you will find in Star Trek, but it was only like in proposals and thesis statements. And the college was like, with today's technology, it was very expensive. Well, this is like probably about what was that fifteen years ago, kind of like, and um, you really couldn't like. They even had like a, a proposal with how to build a busted ran jet, which is found in uh, you know, first um. Uh, Star Trek uh, spaceship, but you couldn't do it cost-effectively. It would cost, like, several trillion dollars to make one bus with Ramjet. So, they, and they had stuff like, you know, uh, I think one of them was um, the elevator, lunar elevator, to go straight from the... And they had other ones, too. So, I thought of, like, what if nyack reopened but it was under a new name and this was the raylorian project started by general william raylor mellis senior and during that time when i wrote the story we were having a problem with the oil crisis in the gulf and in the raylorian timeline they never earth never recovered from that it messed up the ecosystem and General Romero Melo said, like, well, I know how to fix this. You know, you're going to let the, you're just going to destroy the economy because you don't know what to do. And he saw a lot of politics involved. And they told him, well, if you don't like what we're doing, get off this rock. You got technology, just go somewhere else. They didn't anticipate on him bringing half of Earth's population to the lunar plane. Okay. So so
0: it sounds like your books are more, more sci-fi centric. In in what they are, maybe a little bit of fancy intertwined in them in ways, or am I off? Yeah, on it's
1: more fantasy because time travel doesn't exist, and there are some things um, not feasible, even though they're technically feasible, but not because of the legal and political overhead. Cool. All
0: right, uh, we have a comment here saying Danny loves stories that are rooted in real life events. We all do, so. I think I think if someone was going to say what is your books comparable to to get a you know feel of it what would you to tell them like
1: I draw a lot of inspiration from the uh, um like from the books that that I center like Ray and Don Calliz and Shadows of Revival um and Don more or less like the main character isn't like Jason Bourne but the kind of like uh, the cat and mouse game of Jason Bourne and uh um um it kind of like and then collisions is more or less like Jason Bourne because well more like Batman to a certain degree because it's a vigilante story and Shadows of Revival is where I go heavily into like time travel um will be more of like like Doctor Who um but the whole series itself will be kind of like because it happens on a space station is more comparable to like Babylon 5 and uh Deep Space 9.
0: Wow. That's a, a very broad com- uh connectioner. Okay. So, what are your plans with this series? Um, I mean, I cuz I know you're saying that um all your books are sort of connected in ways. Um, yeah. do you plan on expanding them into more more books or what's going on with that?
1: Yeah, I um uh, my fourth book is a Stardust Girl, which happens in a related universe. And there is a Dr. Manhattan Franklin Richards level character reality warper that created Powerland. Um and there was a situation that happened that she got um separated from her family and while she was um technically it was a lifetime of the of the prison that she was in. Well, so when she escaped, um, her and her her uh, co-conspirators, they found this area in the um the asterisk um star system, which is where Thestius and basically where the Gemini, basically the Gemini system. And um they she just opened up a portal, like it was kind of like a near death situation, and all of them just lives inside of her pocket dimension, you know, peacefully for the rest of eternity. But a Stardust girl happens from the point of view of her niece. And you see what happened to her because you don't see what happened. You find out time travel was involved again, but in that pocket dimension. And the way you have the rules that I created it for, for, um, on the traveler's frontier, each, um, Universe had its own set of, you know, rules, but still, just like a one thing is that almost kind of like how Toriyama established time travel and the Dragon Ball. You may go back into the past, but you go back to where you came from. Everything is still the way how you left it.
0: Hmm. So there's no butterfly effect. It just you can't really change anything.
1: No, no, no. But in Rayloria's memory, it's different because. Um, The way how I had uh, like almost a little bit like you know how the Flash, when he did Flashpoint and messed up everything. Um, But the thing is that the um, Powerland is a little bit more different because there's a situation that happened and she basically, the um, not Stardust girl, but her aunt that created Powerland, she did some time traveling by accident and she wound up um, going into the universe that basically her niece lives into and kind of like the whole story of itself, Stardust Girl is an like, exiled princess that um, she was uh, Zeni um, is the um, daughter of two supervillains that started the first world war of the planet but because of the actions of her alter ego from years of trauma and being um I would say ignored by her father mm. um got herself exiled and mm. she sees the world differently and um the story of itself is it's like a story of like life growth and to a certain degree revenge because um not just on her father but her mom too because her mom was you know even though she was being respectful of her husband still she was complacent in the way how her daughter was being treated wow
0: i mean definitely family drama is a, a great way to get people interested here oh wait, we got a question here so we we have somebody who wants to know since all your books it seems like they have a lot of sci-fi influences mm-hmm. was your top five sci-fi heroes good question?
1: <laughs> yeah um, I wouldn't say heroes per se. Um that I'll say the top of my list. Um I wanna say the flash, but Wally West because he's a brother. Okay. Um and then there's cable. I was it was Gene Gray for a long time, but because cable because time travel. Um Green Lantern. Silver Surfer isn't really a villain to me because he rebels against Galactus and a recent story. He's looked upon more as a hero than a villain in the first place. I mean, I never saw him as a villain in the first place anyway. And then a uh, bottom five. Uh, that's tough. I never went that far. I will say if you want to go to anime, I would, I would, I would. Um, I don't know if that counts or not, but if I would sure, say I, you can yeah, do movies
0: I'll, or TVs. that's fine.
1: Yeah, I would I would say uh, Yellow Flash because Speedster. Okay.
0: All right, well there you go. No, cuz mentioned the anime, your your books are very heavily influenced with anime. Uh, what mm-hmm. brought you into that realm of manga series and made you want to do that instead of just traditional comic card work?
1: Well, Let's see. Um, My first experience with anime, contrary to what everybody believes, if you do enough research, you'll find that Transformers is anime. Um, It was a collaboration between Hasbro and a a, a Japanese animation studio. Um, And that was my first anime that I watched. But um, that was probably when I was like maybe grade school, elementary, and uh, other sci-fi series that I, I mean, not sci-fi, they were kind of like sci-fi, but it was, it was anime sci-fi in the genre. Um, Transformers was the first one. And then they, um, we'll see, uh, Samurai Pizza Cats in America. and Japanese, which means Ninja Cat Legends bite me. It's, it's Edo, the Edo era. There are some words that you just can't translate. English properly and that's one of those words. And then when I got into uh high school or not junior high yeah I got into like you know and Toonami was big still is but it was bigger back then. I had like um um Dragon Ball Z started with Z before and then they went back to Dragon Ball. Um Naruto um Trigun um, then they had other ones that, that didn't really. Uh, well, Gundam Wing being one of them, which is my, one of my all time favorite. Um, that great series. Um, yeah, I mean, best anime con- comedy series, Trigun, um, best series anime, Gundam Wing, and Troy Barton be one of my favorite ones because of Heavy Arms. Heavy Arms is a m- massively, creatively designed um, robot, and so, um. I've always written stories that were either video game or anime influence. So I said, well, I'll just regard all my stories being anime anyway. And some people said, well, you can't create anime because you're not Japanese. And I was like, get out of here with that racist crap. So, yes, I can. And I didn't really think that I could um, write one because of that. Because I've always had a problem with you know negative stigma. And then I ran into a creator. Uh, his name is Brandon Chen god game and a lot of other ones and i watch him and he did like a uh, instagram and he said like well people told him the same thing as they said like you you're not japanese you can't create anime and he's like so what these are the animes and mangas that i'm creating i said it's like the message to me is it's like you know so what my haters gonna hate i i think if he
0: if you want to create that manga style, it doesn't matter where you come from, just do it. Um,
1: yeah. And
0: then I know a lot of American born creators that are making a style that's like anime influenced. Or, uh, And if you want to do it, I mean, just make a good book. Who cares what yeah. it is? Who cares where you come from? Just make a good book. We mm-hmm. so have another question here that says, and I guess it's a personal question for you Do you consider Avatar the last airbender in anime?
1: Actually, yeah,
0: okay. yeah,
1: I mean, even though they, they say it's influenced when you follow the style, it's closer to any anime that you know, um, very close to like you know, what the uh, the Japanese anime and the way how they have a style that looks like it, even um, Riot Games Arcane is anime, they even mentioned that they were making an anime and people were saying, Well, where's their anime? and I said, I was like, Arcane is their anime, really.
0: Arcane was actually a really good series. If you, if nobody's familiar with Arcane, what we're talking about is the Netflix series that was based off of the League of Legends video game. Um, mm-hmm. Very, very uh, anime and manga influence in their start work style, which is perfect because of the high action that it comes with. So, if you haven't mm-hmm. checked it out, please do. Uh, they have like I a, did a, have a, I
1: actually did a review on 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 a series on my Conformations uh, channel on YouTube. Um, and I plan on doing another one when season two comes out. You know, oh. it was really good, in my opinion. Um, and for me as a creator, looking at that, if I ever get to that level of, you know, bankroll where I'd be able to make an anime like that, you know, I may hit up Fortis to produce my own series. That'd be awesome.
0: Is that something that you plan on? I mean, a lot of us as creators want to someday have either a live action yeah. series, movie is that something that you were more influenced for is going for a animated series?
1: Um, I'm both leaning towards animation, but they say that it costs a lot more than live action. But live action, most of the budget goes to the actors and things like that. And Correct. Um, and I uh, like it's all right. Now it's just a script and doing that kind of like near Hollywood quality. You know, I have to find like a good writer and things like that. And um, it doesn't come cheap. My current budget, I can't. So I'm just, you know, waiting for that, you know, they a proverbial ship to come in right. and everything will fall into
0: place. So since we are talking about your budgets, how outside of doing podcasts, things like that, what are your ways of getting more people to look at your stuff so they can buy it and then, you know, line your pockets a little bit better?
1: Yeah, I uh, I do like some posts on Instagram and then I do a lot of word of mouth. Mm-hmm. And then, do
0: you do, do you do, like, a lot of traveling for events or anything like that?
1: No, 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 no. You know, because I live in Cincinnati, we don't really have that many, you know, events. And I don't have a car yet. Um, uh, well, I do drive. But um, I would probably go, like, like to, like, maybe, like, a, you know, when they have in, like, in Columbus, because I'm in Cincinnati. And we have an expo that's in uh, Cincinnati that I go to every year. Um, one year I didn't go, but that was because of the pandemic. Um, that is in September. Um, if I save up enough money, I'm going to, and, and if they have an, any, you know, boost before I had that money, uh, the, the buy a booth, um, and sell my books there. And, and that's what my ultimate goal is to see, you know, how good that will go. Um, I'm thinking it is because, you know, it's not like you, you go to somewhere, and um uh, you don't sell any books there's always going to be somebody's like oh this is new let me check it out
0: all right well i guess he decided to join us so danny j quick my my co-host my boy decided to join the podcast welcome man hey man it's been a busy morning i'm 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 sorry i'm late but i was listening uh as i was driving so um i didn't hear if you asked the question about uh avatar we did and he said it he